what's up? Welcome to the OK Beast Podcast, episode 39. I'm one of your hosts, Blessing Adioye. Joining me this week, as always, is the Jewish boy in Japan, Ian Prashel. What's up, Ian? What's up, Bless? Not much, man. How does it feel to be one of the top five uh, people in the games industry? Um, You know, I've been waiting my whole life to be in this position, and you know what? Uh, no one can defeat me. I am the best in the world. I mean, I, I don't know if I could say you're the you're top five, according to one person on Facebook in the Facebook comment section. Uh, right up there next to Brian uh, Altano and Max Scoville, correct? Yeah, it's a great company. It's Brian great company. Brian Altano actually is from my county. He's like from the neighboring really? town. Yeah, he's from the like. Here's my like my I, I'm coming from Teaneck. And he comes from a town called Ridgewood. So, it, mm-hmm. like, our towns are, like, adjacent to one another. Dude, that's actually pretty sick. Yeah. He mentioned that on a podcast, like, years ago, I think. And this is before I was even into podcasts. I, like, just mm-hmm. stumbled upon one one day. And I was like, huh, okay, interesting. And that got me that got me thinking. Nice. I, I got to give him a gift when I go over to IGN. Nice. Of course, what I'm re- referring to is, like, in the kind of funny Facebook group, uh, which I'm an admin of, I post. I made a post in there about, like, who are your top five favorite uh, people in the industry? And, like, I listed mine being, like, uh, uh, who did I even list? I can't remember. I, because I said people outside of Kind of Funny, uh, since it was a Kind of Funny fan page. And so I was like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm a fan of Jared Petty, Nick Robinson, uh, Griffin McElroy, Austin Walker, and I listed some more people. Did you do Danny? And it got Danny too, or no? Oh yeah, yeah. I got I put in Danny O'Dwyer too. Yeah. Um, the number one. I can't remember who else, but yeah, the Danny O'Dwyer, the number one. And like, and it got like probably hombre. maybe like sixty comments. One of the comments I was like reading through the comments, and one of the comments was like Brian Altano, Max Scoville, Ian from OKBs, and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I was like, first of all, nice. Second of all. Dang, that's get that came out of like left field, like out of nowhere, like an RKO from Randy Orton in WWE. It was crazy, dude. <laughs> so I like I responded to it and be like, yeah, dude, I forgot I forgot to put Ian on my list because Ian's for sure is like one of my top five in the game <laughs> just games industry. I can't tell if that's a meme or not. I can't tell if it's like this person, like Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., Barack Obama, Ian, Rosa <laughs> Parks. Like you know what I mean? Like I oh, can't yeah. tell if it's in there for a joke or not. But dude, you're I greatly you're appreciate the compliment. I greatly appreciate. If I had to put together an actual, maybe not top. You're my top ten though. Hmm, Top ten. Thanks, man. Like right after like Alex Van Aken and Alex O'Neill. I'm just gonna gonna close this audio document. It's okay, man. Hey, dude, I wouldn't want to be after Alex Van Aken because uh, come a few weeks from now, Alex Van Aken is gonna be buried under the ground because I'm going to I'm going to fight him. In real in Mario life, Kart with a gun. Deluxe. In real life, I'm flying down to Boulder, Colorado, a town that doesn't exist, to fist fight Alex Van Aken. No, with a, uh, with a I'm gun. I'm taking him in, in Mario Kart 8. I already like tweeted my challenge to him. I'm gonna make a diss video. Um, by the time you're listening to this, the diss video may or, may or may not already be out actually. Uh, hmm. But hopefully, like this weekend, I recorded one yesterday. It's not good enough. I'm deleting it and I'm doing another one. I I like recorded and edited it and everything, but it's not good enough, Ian. I'm gonna make another one. It's gonna be lit and uh it's gonna be dope because here's the thing i don't know this, 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 i'm gonna put everything out there ian i'm if i lose to alex van aiken in mario kart 8 which i won't but if i will i'll retire like okay beast on the real 
uh, and so you can put that on my gravestone, on his gravestone actually, because I'm not gonna. He's the one who's about to die soon. Uh, that's my wager to him. Does that sound okay, Ian? Dang, fam. Yeah, that mean that'll pretty much mean that you're also jobless because that just yeah, you'll have to find. Maybe you can become part of like Pixel Pulse Radio. Nah, a show with two I'm listeners. Good. No. No. Started my own thing. Speaking of which, um, speaking of which, I guess like, can we like parlay this into what we've been doing this week? Uh, can I do the description first? Absolutely not. Okay. Well, if you say I'm so, I'm kidding. Say the description. Get out of here. The OKB's podcast is a gaming and nerd culture centric show where a couple of friends come together and talk about what's going on in our world. Grab the official podcast at OKBeast.com. If you like the show, remember to subscribe to us on your streaming service of choice. Visit OKBeast.com and follow at OKBeast now on Twitter. Radio on iTunes, uh, subscribe to us on. Oh, by the way, the YouTube channel. I should say, we got our URL. We are now youtube.com slash OKBeast. Visit that URL, subscribe, and have access to all of OKBeast's videos. And what have you been up to? We did it. We did it. 100 subs. W-I-I did it. You did. Nintendo, we did it. That's right. I did it. Anyway. Um, very white. I am... Dude, I'm just tired. I could I could summon more more <laughs> rhythm and more ability to sing after. But anyway, what we've been doing this week. This week, I have been trying to work on my YouTube stuff, on my Japanese-centric YouTube stuff sick and yeah and it's been it's been interesting i i posted a video the other day about uh walking around shibuya and and how that connects with my current feelings on persona 5 and is that it, on the okb's youtube channel yet it's not it's on my okay. personal channel right now but but yeah right now on is my it personal coming channel, to the okb's it, youtube channel yeah the original version okay. has like all the bells and whistles with that the okb stuff too um but yeah like it's got over 150 views which is really cool i had no idea that people would actually like it and and yeah it's pretty if cool if you posted I'm, that you you realize if you posted that to the okb's youtube channel first it would be the most viewed video i'm pretty sure it'd be the most viewed video on the on the youtube channel and you could throw it in my face and be like yo look my video got more views than the legend of zelda review and your video about music and that other video about music. <laughs> that other video about music. But yeah, like as as I'm like doing this whole YouTube stuff, I'm like learning about like subgenres of of stuff, and I'm learning how to like tag videos with certain topics so people will view it and stuff. It's it's pretty interesting. It's uh it's an interesting new beast that I need to conquer and like a new goal for myself of like how it's an okay one. It's an okay beast. Uh, um, yeah. no, it's, it's just it's just a cool new hobby that I'm trying out and. The first video turned out well, and I already had the second video ready. So uh, I'm excited to make more of these. And now that I'm going on vacation soon, I have a couple of things, like videos planned that I want to do. Uh, like this, I guess I'll just tell you since, yeah, that's the conversation we're, we're having. Um, we There's a village uh, in the north from us uh, in Sendai that has uh, a bunch of foxes, like wild foxes that like run around. So we're going to a fox village during my vacation hmm. this week. Nice, dude. That actually sounds pretty sick. I'm like terrified of foxes because I've never met one before. It's yeah. kind of like when Columbus got to America and saw Native Americans for the first time. Was like, oh, I'm scared of you. Ooh, but then brown he, like, people shook their hand. Yeah, then he shook their hands. Was like, oh, you're okay. And then he gave them diseases. But yeah, yeah. no, that's dope, man. 
I'm like, yeah. dude, on, on on the real though, like I don't think I've said this to you yet, but I'm 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 for real like proud of you on uh with your videos because like yeah. they're they're coming up. Yeah, dude, like you're killing it. Like my first, I I sent you a link to my first like re- video review, like game review, where hmm. I did a show. I did a, I did a a YouTube show on my personal channel back in the day. By back in the day, I mean like a little bit over a year ago, called What Would Jesus Play. And they were the thing is, the thing is though, that's actually if if done the right way, that could potentially be one of the funniest things I've ever heard in my <laughs> life. Like, what would Jesus I, play? Obviously, Jesus would play Mortal Kombat. Like, and then you just give a ridiculous reason as to why. Yeah, and this is me. This is me, like being like, you know what? I want to get a job at IGM one day. I need to start reviewing stuff, and I need to make it unique. How am I going to make it unique? Oh, I know. What would Jesus play? Make like this, like literally, like the cheesiest, corniest, badly read, badly edited video, and uploaded to YouTube. It's really bad. You can look it up actually. I'm pretty sure if you looked it up, it will come up. Because I mm. reviewed, I reviewed The Witness, I reviewed Rocket League, and I reviewed uh, this one, this 2D platformer game where there's a lot of snow that takes place in Australia and it has to do with like wolf spears and Native Americans. Uh, I can't remember the name of the game. It was free on PS Plus one time, I think. But yeah, dude, like you're coming out like you're coming out the bat like swinging and killing it already, and so like, uh, uh what's the word? Commends, commends to you. I commend you. I commend you on your. Uh, there you skills. go. I was like, that's not the right way to say it. Um, Commen- commends. I commence. I I give commends <laughs> to you. I, I give commends to you. Yeah. No, like. <laughs> yeah, I, I. Well, first of all, I appreciate the compliment. Thank you very much. Doing these videos are much harder than I thought they were going to be. Um. But the thing about videos and things about art is that kind of sucks is that even if you, like, it's okay. So you put out your first video, right? And your first, first video is like above mm-hmm. average. Then like the thing is, is that if you know it's above average, but it's not good, even if it's your first one, like if you have the, if you watch enough YouTube videos or if you, if you watch enough movies to, to realize that your, your video has so like the, the skill ceiling is so much higher than you thought it was, mm-hmm. then like I, that's kind of where I'm at right now is that I know that the skill ceiling is so much higher than where I'm actually at. So like everyone's like, dude, this video is awesome. Like it's an awesome first video. I'm like, thanks man. But in my head, I'm like, it could be better. Like, and I guess yeah. that's like kind of the right mentality to have when it comes to art and when it comes to like making videos and, and I hate the word content, but like making stuff in general, yeah. like that's kind of how you should approach art and any skill that you're working on. Like, for example, like if you're like practicing a language, like, Oh, like my Japanese is good, but, it could always be better. That's kind of my my feel on it. Like I, I had a friend of mine actually that said the exact same thing to you. Is like, oh man, like this is if this is your first video, I have no idea what the hell is going to happen after like the fifth video. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I hope it, that's I hope that these videos become like multiplicative in nature. That like every video I learn so much more between video to video that it becomes like this crazy jump in quality. Yeah, dude. Like here's here's the thing about that. Like my first when I made my first videos and I released my first videos, I was like, man, man, these are like pretty good. And I look back at them now. I'm like, Oh no, dude, these are like horrible. And that's, huh. that's been the pro- like the progression ever since of like, I started making, uh, okay. Wired. Right. And I was like, okay. Uh-huh. Uh, the, like I'm, I'm like, I made them. I was like, okay, these are, these are better than what, than the first videos I did. 
you know, and I look back now and I look back at like my diversity video or like my GTA San Andreas video. I'm like, uh, I could have done so, I could have done so many things better on that. At the time I was like, yeah, dude, I'm like feeling like this is pretty good. Now, now I look back and I'm like, uh, but uh, like at the time I was proud, I was proud of it. And I think I was right to be because what I made then was better than I had made before. Right. And now, yeah. like nowadays I look at my Zelda review or uh, the, a couple videos I just put up and I'm like, okay, like I'm pretty confident in these. But I still know that, like, like you said, like the skill ceiling is still up there. Like, I watch other people's videos, and I'm like, these videos are so much better than wh- what I'm doing. And that's not—I mean, I'm not necessarily saying like you should compare yourself to other people, but like having the knowledge that the skill ceiling is is still way up there kind of gives you that drive to be like, okay, like I'm going to try and like pursue that. And yeah. look, after a while, you're going to make stuff, and you're going to look back at the stuff you made before and be like, dude, I've gotten like so much better. And now I'm like, I'm. Yeah. I'm killing it way, way more than I was before. And you, ha- I think for me, what gives me the confidence is that like, like now that I've been making videos for over a year, I'm at a place where I'm like, I, people that are just starting now, I can like, look, I can, look, I, I can look at them and kind of compare myself to them and, and be like, okay, what are, what are the things they, they're, they're doing? What can they do better? What can, what can I take from the things they're doing and make my stuff better? And I'm, I'm able, I'm able to like, look, at other people's content through like a clearer lens after having put effort into my own and understanding like what it takes to make it, how the process looks, uh, how, how like Adobe, the ins and outs of Adobe premiere, how to write, how to like interweave music into these things. Like after you get like a good knowledge of things and like a good understanding of like the process of making things, I think, uh, after a while, you you just you just gain like a better understanding and you and, and you're able to like look at things from a uh, better place and even like watch other people's content uh having that understanding of how to make content and appreciate it even more and then kind of pers- pursue higher levels of content i just like word vomited but i think yeah, i think i think you understand what i mean though yeah i get you 100 percent uh mm-hmm. but on that note if you are curious about these things uh please go to my twitter and check the pinned tweet it should have a link to my my vlog i guess it's it's like a vlog but it's not uh mm-hmm. yeah so go check it out if you're curious about like things that happen in japan and like things that i do in japan go check it out because i know a lot of people on facebook and and stuff and twitter have reached out they're like dude i'm so curious about like what it's like to live in japan and, and all this sort of stuff so there you go now you have an outlet by which you can you can kind of have like a small piece of my my existence out here you know i, I plan on doing interviews and and videos about experiences and stuff like that and events. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And a good amount of Ian's videos are going to be on youtube.com slash. Okay. Beast where you should subscribe. Yeah. And that's definitely, that's definitely the plan. Like any of the video game theme videos, like for example, like I want to go to like Akihabara and I want to go to, uh, I don't know. Like I want to go to like these themed restaurants that are like video game exclusives and, and like cafes that are video game exclusive as well. Like that's the plan is to, to kind of give, people like video game tourism and then like make a little video where i like write it write an actual script and tell them like okay this is like what the place is about here's what we had etc so mm-hmm. nice awesome yeah. man did you get to oh you talk... did you already talk about playing mario kart or was that on our first take mm, that was on our first take yeah <laughs> um mario kart i'm gonna give you a hot take real quick what up give me the so mario takes. kart is really really good and i have generally no complaints about it but the one hot take is is that I think that by having all the characters and and a lot of the vehicles unlocked, I think that it makes the game worse. Because like it lacks like the progression of like feeling like you're working towards something. 
Yeah, because for me at least, like, half of Mario Kart was like, all right, well, we got to do these cups in this order so we can unlock these characters. Like, oh, yeah, we want dry bones. Okay, then we got to do the desert cup mm-hmm. first. Or, like, oh, we we want the secret character. We need to beat this cup with this amount of, like, you know what I mean? Like, mm. progression for me at least in Mario Kart was, like, half of the motivation to play. Besides the competitive nature of it, like, like oh, yeah, like, let's unlock the new character. Let's l- unlock a new cart. And, um... In this game, the unlocks are very, like, what's the word? Like, they don't tell you what you're unlocking. They just say, oh, if you collect a certain amount of coins, then then you'll unlock a new car. But there's no, like, progression of, like, you, you won't know what next car you get or what next mm-hmm. item you get. So it's kind of like a crapshoot. And at that point, like, I don't even yeah. care about what I'm unlocking anymore because I don't even know the list by which I'm unlocking, so... That oh, yeah. I think no, fundamentally I'd... changes the game and like changes your motivation to play, and I think that's not a good system. So, like playing it for the last hour, I've gotten the impression that it remind and like this is like my second or third time playing Mario Kart Eight. Like I played it a couple times, but only at like a friend's place. And playing it, I'm like, this reminds me a lot of Mario Kart Wii. Like it's pretty much like it feels like I'm playing Mario Kart Wii too. I guess this was on Mario Kart Wii U, and so it kind of makes sense that it feels like Mario Kart Wii too. But like, I, that's like that's kind of the impression I I, I I get from it. It it doesn't feel like the same step up from like Mario Kart sixty four to like GameCube or GameCube mm-hmm. to Wii. I don't. I mean, like the the I don't know exactly what I was expecting from Mario Kart eight when playing it. Like I I guess I I can sense a lot more of the polish that's there but it ma- playing this game made me think of like what does the next mario kart look like like either at the end of the switch life cycle or maybe on the next nintendo console like i don't like for me <clears throat> the jump i would like to see mario kart make is like to take a lot of notes from super smash bros in terms of unlockables and feedback and progression because like when you're playing super smash bros like you feel like you're unlocking things like crazy because they have the trophies they have like a bunch of characters they have um bunch of like items and like stuff you can put on like custom characters they have the music you can unlock and that stuff doesn't really pop up in mario kart like mario kart um 8 the original version i believe you can unlock characters and new parts for cars and stuff like that but like the feedback and progression didn't really feel all like all that crazy and like i'm for uh, I ha- I didn't play much of the original Mario Kart 8 and I'm only playing like Mario Kart 8 Deluxe now and so like I haven't really been able to have the opportunity to feel what that progression is like um and so I could be I can I could be completely off with this but uh I don't know there's there's something about like knowing what the setup is so far like I could I could mm. feel what you're saying of like I'm afraid that I'm going to start playing this game and then like have no reason to continue because I'm just like yeah okay I'm, I've kind of gotten my fix and it's been a week and I don't know why I'm going to keep playing this aside from the fact that like, it's a good thing to come back to when I want some fun in like racing and stuff. Yeah. Like it's an yeah. awesome, it's an awesome game in general. It looks beautiful. It's a, it has great gameplay, but, but it's exactly what you said. There's no, there's not a hook in me because I don't really have any motivation besides competitive to play. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm not competitively playing with my friends, there's no reason for me to play. Yeah. Yeah. I feel you. Exactly. So, Nice. Is that pretty much it for this week? I mean, I played Persona. I'm getting farther and farther each week. I I just beat the th- third dungeon. Oh dang! And yeah, you're yeah. 
kind of killing. I, I was gonna ask how many dungeons, but I don't even know if I want to know how many dungeons. I don't. It probably know. says somewhere. I don't yeah. know. I I I could look it up right now because I have all these guides with me, but I'd rather not know. Yeah, yeah, me too. But, because like in Persona Four, I know like there's some dungeons that like maybe you like were somewhat hidden, and so I guess it it might have the, there might be the same case here that I, that I do not know of. What? So what if? Like I was just thinking about Persona, and I was thinking about like Mario Kart. What if they made a Fast and the Furious RPG where instead of Persona, <laughs> you summoned your car? That was not where I was thinking you're going with that. I thought you were gonna say, "What if they made a Persona Five Kart Racer?" Which I would have been like, "Oh yeah, dude, that'd be awesome." But you went totally a different direction with it. I really want that now. Jesus, you are. <laughs> you're like Steve Jobs if they gave him crack. You know, like you have like your ideas that are interesting, but they're like, who, why would you even think of that? Yeah. 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 That's me. Nice. Steve Jobs on crack. Steve Jobs. Anyway, how was your week, jobs. Blessing? Tell me more about your week. Because uh, I don't think I did week, that, that much. My week has been cool, man. Uh, I watched a lot of Fast and Furious like too much Fast and Furious that any man should watch. So I'm going to give you my layout because I've been watching them for the first time. And mm-hmm. I watched one through five between last week, this time, and now. The first mm-hmm. Fast and Furious, I was very underwhelmed. I kind of, I, okay. I low key thought that movie sucked. Like I, it was, it was all okay. right. Like my final verdict is that is that it was all right, but that was half a movie. Like the ending happened, I was like, yo, you, you can't end there. Like there's still a bunch of stuff that like just didn't happen. And yeah. like yeah. the movie up to that point, it was like. It, they hinted at a bunch of stuff, but like a, a lot of stuff just didn't pan out. Like a okay. lot of stuff was like, yeah, it was, it was all right though. Like in, in terms of, of everything else, like the story and all that stuff, it was all right. Too fast, too furious, pretty good. Mm-hmm. A lot of people hate on Too Fast, Too Furious. A lot of people say that's one of the worst ones. And I watched that movie and I was like, yo, yo, Too Fast, Too Furious, it's an all right film. It's an all right film. It has Tyrese, okay. who is a great character. It has great moments. It has uh, uh, pa- that Paul Walker and Tyrese dynamic. It has okay. pa- Tyrese coming through, coming through the cut, taking a bite out of whatever he took a bite out of, saying, saying the words "We hungry." And it, it had, it had Yo, moments. We hungry. We hungry. It had. Oh, wait, it had, that's what it had it's from. You've been saying "We hungry" because yeah. of that. Ah, okay. Yeah. Too fast, furious. Yeah. We hungry. It's great. It's it's amazing. And that that line has a comeback in a in in a future Fast and Furious movie. Uh, has a has a part where I'm gonna. I'm, this isn't really a spoiler, but it's kind of a spoiler. It's not really a spoiler because this movie is old and it's a part that doesn't even matter. But like Tyrese's driving in, in the passenger seat is a dude that he he doesn't want to be in the passenger seat, but he's kind of like taking Tyrese hostage essentially, like in a way, right? And Tyrese is driving. And he's like, and when I say Tyrese, I'm talking about like the R&B singer Tyrese, like the the real life black black person Tyrese. He's driving, okay. right? Uh, he he's like this guy, this guy who's in the passenger passenger seat is bothering him, and Tyrese is like, I ejecto seato cut, presses a button, this dude freaking ejects out of the seat, out of out of the car. This 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 movie, Too Fast Too Furious, has a has a part where they drive off this ramp onto a boat let, let me rephrase that the boat is like a, a mi- not a mile but like it's 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 a pretty far distance from land there's a ramp that launches this car from land 
this car crashes into this boat. That and they planned that. They're like they saw this boat off in the distance. They're like, we need to get on that boat. I got an idea. Then he drives off this this ramp onto this boat. Ian, Too Fast Too Furious is an incredible movie, and people were hating on it. People are hating on this movie, and they're not. It's, it's not right. I don't like it, Ian. Uh, so that's Too Fast Too Furious. Fast Furious Tokyo Drift is the third one, and it sucks. It's a bad what? movie. I don't know what they Shut were thinking. Shut the hell up. Are you, you do you like back. this? Do you like Tokyo Drift? Don't you dare talk about the teriyaki boys like that. It's a bad movie. I wanna if you know, cause I live in Tokyo. Here's my problem with Too Fast, Too Furious. Or not Too Fast, Too Furious. <laughs> I just that's started singing that song, and then my girlfriend from the other side of the room goes, huh. Like, she's, like, half asleep. <laughs> she's like, uh-huh. Like, <laughs> she, like, grunted and, like, agreed She's like a somehow. hype man. Yeah. She's like a lazy hype man. Tokyo Drift uh, features Bow Wow in Japan for some reason. That part I didn't really understand. Uh, He's an ambassador to Japan. The main character has the mo- has the worst accent I've ever heard in my life. Like he has like a this very strong like country, almost hood country accent, and he's like he's the white. He, this is the thing about the, these movies. Also, the main character in all these movies are, are white are white dudes. Like it's Paul Walker and this guy in Tokyo Drift for some reason, and both of them are like super like hood and country. Except Paul Walker, it Paul Walker sounds like a white dude that's trying to sound hood. Like he says words like "bruh," "bro," "cuz." Like he says like these like like. He's trying to sound cool, but he's very, very white, which makes it very entertaining. And they kind of, like, let up on that a bit in the later movies. But in the first couple of movies, he's, like, trying his hardest to, like, fit in because, like, the movies have, like, a lot of, like, minorities in them. And so, like, okay. he's trying to fit in super hard with the minorities by, like, talking like a minority. And it just doesn't work. But it's it's hilarious. And, it, and it's very entertaining to watch nowadays. I don't know how that would have played in 2001. But, like, n- right now watching it, I'm like, dude, that is hilarious in a way that is amazing. Like, I'm not even mad at it. I'm just, like, this is very entertaining. Like, this adds to the entertainment value of this movie. The fact that Paul Walker is like, hey, bruh, bro, bruh, cuz, cuz, like... Like uh, Paul Walker, calm down. Just use your sentences. Talk like a normal per- normal person. Like they won't respect you any less. Trust me. Yeah. Trust me. Um. But yeah, to- Tokyo Drift sucked. Um. Fast and Furious, which is the name of the fourth movie. I don't know why they just called it Fast and Furious. Seems like a very weird decision. Uh. I wouldn't have gone with that decision, but they did. Fast and Furious. All right. To be honest, I wasn't even paying that much attention because I wasn't that like interested in what was going on i had i had it playing in the background as i like played moment mementos and persona 5 and okay. yeah it was decent it was all right now ian two days ago i watched this movie uh called fast five Ian, ask me how i asked me what i thought about fast five blessing how do you how how you know, how, how, you know like uh the fat fast five uh you know how, fast how, five uh, you know is an incredible film, Ian. I can't even call it a movie because it's not even a movie. It's a film. Like it's it's great, Ian. It it's people people talk this up people talk this movie up to me because I, I've been live tweeting my like my watching of these movies and every, every every time I tweet people are like, Oh, just wait till you get to five. Oh, five is the best one. Don't worry about how much Tokyo Drift sucks. Five is the best one. Oh, you love Too Fast and Furious, the movie sucks, just wait till you get to five. And I was like, sure yeah of course i'm sure five is as, as the second coming of jesus like you guys think it is I, I watched five ian five is it's amazing it's like the avengers of the fast and furious movies 
that's essentially what it is is Avengers because they bring in like the they bring in the highlights of all the previous movies. They bring in Han, the only good character from Tokyo Drift. They bring in Tyrese from Too Fast Too Furious. They bring in Vin Diesel from One and Four. They bring in uh, uh Gal Gadot from Four. They bring it's so good. They 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 bring in The Rock for some reason. Like The Rock comes out the cut out of nowhere playing like one of like the kind of antagonist kind of characters but he's not really an antagonist but he's kind of a, he, the thing is like in fast and furious the main characters are bad guys and so like the rock I mean, is they're not necessarily cop. bad guys they're just the criminals right they're, they're criminals yeah they're they're doing but they're like committing crime like they're technically like bad people like they're committing crimes and doing bad things but like, at the same yeah. time you root for them because you're like well deep down you know they're somewhat good people even though they're like murdering people and all these car accidents that they're causing and it's 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 complicated morals but the rock is playing a cop so he's kind of like a good guy but in this in this situation you're kind of rooting against him in a sense but like the rock is awesome like i'm there's a scene where he like broke people's necks like back to back like because he was because he was like a, a this uh gun fight scene or whatever and like he had to like protect himself in the in his community and so he was like i'm just gonna start snapping necks and he was snapping necks um yeah dude like it was great fast five is great it's the best one easily so far i start to watch six seven and maybe fade of the furious if i even get to that but like yeah dude those movies are great um so that's the thing i did this week i also played snipper clips for the switch at the homie frankie's house big bad beluga is his nickname uh, you might be familiar with him on Twitch or Twitter or maybe not at all. Uh, Snipper Clips is really fun. I don't know if you played. Have you played Snipper Clips, Ian? I played the demo probably close to five or six times with Cow and and Cowdy and I. We really love that game. Yeah, dude. Like, I'd suggest you like get the full version and play with her because like, I I played quite a few levels with him and like like I I, I as I was playing I was like dude this is like this would be like a great game to like play with like your close ones and kind of like try and solve the these issues because essentially if you're not familiar with snipper clips it's essentially like you and your partner or partners yeah I think you play up to four people like you guys play as these geometric shapes and on this like field that kind of looks like a notebook or something like that like it's kind of it's a very artsy game but it's, it's 2d um and you play these geometric shapes that kind of have like faces and personalities and stuff and essentially mm-hmm. like you try to solve puzzles so like maybe a puzzle is you have to fit in this certain uh outline of a shape and you overlay each other's parts to like try and cut um into those specific shapes or like maybe you're trying to like gather water and put it into a basket and so like you cut each other into like buckets so you can like then like fill fill this basket with the water it's essentially like you're 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 um use you're cooperating with each other to like solve puzzles in the environment that like involve Mm. you like cutting out pieces of each other it's pretty it's it's very interesting very fun and very like cute and entertaining like i really like it i agree Um, it is very cute i think it's definitely a go-to game with your close ones is what you called it i don't know if anyone's ever with you and your close ones. That sounds like some Harry Potter shit. It's like, yes, bring your close ones. That is what we need to complete ones? the spell. No, no one has ever said close ones. Was, I, I don't believe it. I'm pretty the sure cl- people the close say the ones word close sounds ones. like a sounds like an indie horror film. It's like the close ones. <laughs> like that's that doesn't. Oh, blessing. We need to work on a lot of things. You're one. With you. You're one of my close ones. 
I mean, you're all right. <laughs> yeah, you honestly never heard people say close ones. Never in my entire life. I will say that with with the utmost confidence. I mean, if you say so. Uh, but yeah, those are like the two things I've been up to this week. Also, there's a Call of Duty trailer that dropped. Don't care. Here's the thing. I was really hyped on this new Call of Duty because it's supposedly, well, it was like rumored and even like kind of announced to be uh, during World War II. And we haven't seen one of those in a while from like the Call of Duty franchise. And so I was like, oh, that sounds delightful. Like, I don't have to like be flying everywhere and using like space missiles and all this crap and like i was actually really i was actually truly truly excited for this new call of duty um and then then i like i watched the whole event that they did for it and i was like uh yeah i guess it's more call of duty like not that like i think it'll be bad or anything like i think it's just gonna be more call of duty which which like you said is kind of boring but the fact that this one is world war ii had me more interested in it than previous ones like if it was if this was just like modern warfare 4 or like black ops 4 or like advanced warfare or something like that like i'd be like oh whatever but this one has me more intrigued but at the same time after the and i think the thing is is because they didn't show much multiplayer at the event which is why i wasn't as interested uh Hmm. i'm not i do not like the call of duty single player i think it's boring a lot of people do love it though and i'll admit the gunplay is i guess pretty good i don't like the gunplay because it doesn't feel as reactive and responsive Mm -hmm. for me like it's not you don't get the feedback of, of like points flying out the, the enemy characters as you kill them maybe that's the thing i like points flying out of characters um but yeah no like if you're into call of duty i think this is exciting if you're not then i'm like then and which is me right like currently i'm not really that into it and so i'm like eh, eh. and i think the average person might even be like eh. i i just don't think that i just don't think that going back in time serves to benefit anybody really you know? I, I don't think so at least me personally mm-hmm. like so like maybe people are complaining like oh man the double jumps are lame or like all oh, this th- this this mechanic is lame and like being in the future is lame like okay so what this is gonna be a hot take and also I'm tired so I don't give a shit about like mm-hmm. my opinion being wrong or my opinion being strange but like all right blessing make me a sandwich but make me a sandwich a hundred years ago mm-hmm. why would why would you purposely make something i guess maybe it's the feel i guess i don't know like my yeah, thing is like maybe do like an old like it, it's been treaded on so many times like like how many world war ii games are there how how like how many times is it used as a, as a topic mm. you know what i mean well like that's the, my i think my whole thing, thing is though. my whole thing is, is that why don't they do like world war ii but like an alternate universe that's why like the black ops games are so cool because they're in the same universe as us but they're like on a Con, like on a different timeline you know like mm-hmm. make something some, make one thing fantastical about it make one thing different about it like maybe i don't know like it just doesn't it doesn't mm-hmm. seem interesting to do the same thing without like some sort of twist in it you know and i guess yeah. that's kind of what the zombie parts of call of duty are but like it, it just doesn't seem like it's to anyone's benefit to do the same like period you know what mm-hmm. i mean like when I played Battlefield One, I was like, "Yeah, this is cool." Like f- historically, but like it wasn't as fun to me because the like when you take away technology, you t- you inherently take away mechanics. Maybe the game feels good. You can have a good feeling game, but you can have a game that feels strange because you're going backwards in time, and and inherently mm-hmm. there are less things in the past that you can do because of technology. So mm-hmm. like like what if they did World War Two, but like Hitler won, and that, that's essentially just Wolfenstein, right? But like, yeah. 
that would be an interesting take where you could still use the Nazis or you could still use World War II, like the Axis of Evil, but then you'd be going to like different parts of like like ruined America or something, and then you could be like saving people and you could be like attacking like Japanese. It, it could be like the Man of the High Castle essentially. Mm-hmm. I think to your point, like Call of Duty ha- hasn't made like a World War II game in like ten years, and I think yeah, people are, like I I understand. For it. But like yeah. when you think of like a world war game, you think World War Two. That's like the that's like I think I think historians call it the last good war because mm-hmm. there was like a, def- a clearly defined enemy, a clearly defined like evil like thing going mm-hmm. on. But like, think, look, ma- maybe like, look, I'm maybe I'm just weird. Maybe I just like yeah. a more fantastical element. But like, can you just imagine that? Like, like or or like imagine a World but War Two game isn't that like where. Black Ops? Well, I that's exactly sure what Black Ops is. It's, yeah. it's like a, it's, it's like real world, but like alternate universe. Like, like what if, like, hear me out here. What if mm-hmm. instead of us bombing Japan, Japan bombed us, and the, and like mm-hmm. you're walking and you're like you're a character that has to go on this continuous war, um, to like or maybe you're like you're a, a rebel in like Japanese owned America or like German owned America, and then like you look out in New York and it's just a giant crater or some shit like you know like i don't know like there's so many like narrative things you could do using the same like paint swaths that world wars world war ii gives you but like make it so much more interesting to me and like maybe i maybe i'm just not a huge history buff or a huge history fan but like when you do one thing you don't do the same thing again you do the same thing with like a twist or you do the same thing with like a different mechanic right Mm -hmm. or like I don't know. Here's so here's my counterpoint to that is that I think for the last ten years they've been doing exactly like what you've been saying, where like they've been creating these fantastical stories. Like so, like you look at the last game is Infinite Warfare, which takes place in space. The game before that was uh, Black Ops Three, where like you had like characters with like these with, with hero abilities, with like these ro- robotic arms that had super strength, with like mm-hmm. arrows that like shot like these pulse things like that I, I can't remember what year that was that supposedly took place in but it was like that alternate take in like the in history and war before black ops 3 you had uh advanced warfare i think you had advanced warfare um which was but like the beginning but, of like but that's the, what i'm saying though that it's I, they mm-hmm. shouldn't go forward because people are starting to not enjoy that because there's too many mechanics right so just mm-hmm. do do a modern warfare or do a world war two game, but do it with one, like one thing that's different. And actually mm-hmm. like, for example, uh, I'm watching agents of shield right now. And in, in agents of shield, there's this storyline going on where something happens and they all exist in a universe where one decision changed. And that mm-hmm. completely changed the entire course of the entire like storyline. So like, again, imagine like world war two, but like one thing is, like in alternate history, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm saying, imagine a World War II game, but it's just men in the high castle. I think that'll be the one after this one. Like, my gut, because after the after World War II, um, the the team that's up next is Treyarch, which are the guys that do, do Black, the Black Ops. Ops games, and okay, that's like okay. generally what the Black Ops. Because I think I I think what they're trying to do, and I and this is my take from watching the reveal event is mm-hmm. that they're trying to get back to sort of the basics of the gameplay. And so, like, okay. nowadays, or lately, Call of Duty has been all about, like, flying everywhere and, like, using, like, your these super high-tech, super, like, futuristic uh, uh, kind of weapons and tactics and all this stuff. And what you see on YouTube and, like, 
I think even B- Battlefield reacted to this by making Battlefield One is that people yeah. have been complaining and people have been saying like we're tired of this future stuff. We want like modern Modern Warfare Two is like regarded as like or not Modern Warfare Two Call of Duty Four Modern Warfare is like hailed as like the best like Call of Duty. And that and, was like, in the future. Or at, that well, that's technically modern day now, right? Yeah, but that's still that's still like the gameplay of it was still like you you couldn't fly in that game. You can like run on walls. You can do like any of this this crazy stuff. And like you look yeah. at World at War that. World of War is also like a favorite of people, and yeah. like people have been saying that like since Advanced Warfare, maybe like you, it's been getting like too, crazier it's, it's and crazier. too much of yeah. like the yeah like if people like what uh I forget who said maybe it was Chef Gersman or somebody, but like some I heard somebody say that like if I want the f- flying everywhere using like these high tech stuff, we'll I play, play Titanfall. Titanfall or like yeah, yeah. and so I think. Uh, during the conference or during the the event they did, like a phrase they kept using over and over again, which I never wanted to say, but I'll say boots it here. Boots on the a, ground. It's just an example. Is boots on the boots ground. Boots on the Exa- ground. Exactly. And I think the idea Ugh. is, and this is what I was kind of hoping, and this is why I kind of wanted to see the multiplayer because I was kind of like hoping for this somewhat. Is that like it would be like the thing of like simplify it, make it less confusing, make it more streamlined. Like go mm. back to go like get back to the basics of like. Uh, simple kill streaks, simple perks, hmm. boots on the. Like, I don't want to say it, but like, yeah, like take out the flying, get back, like go back to your roots. So one, so that you can just please people, and then like on the next iteration, like maybe even on Black Ops Four or whatever, like then go get into like, <clears throat> do keep doing the keep your boots on the ground or whatever, but then like get into like maybe an alternate history take or like because I I one I hope I hope to God they do Black Ops Four after this. Mm. But also, like, I hope that it is a thing of like it's an al- it's an alternate take on like what could have been. Even though I think up to this point, Black Ops is all they've all been like one the same story. Like even World at War, I think played into the Black Ops story since that was like this, the same company. Um, Did you just say but Call yeah, of Duty like, Black Black Cops? Is it is that Black what you Cops. just said? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like get freaking uh, the guy from uh, what was the name of the movie? Family Maybe, Matters. Like, the two, no, that's a show. I'm talking Let's about like uh, no, maybe Let's Be Cops. Is that the one with Kevin Hart? No, no, never mind. I was going somewhere with that joke, but I totally dropped the ball, and so I apologize. What if what if they did a thing where like every time they switched studios for for Call of Duty, it it was like a it was like a numbered thing in a series. So like people are saying, oh well, we hate the future stuff, but I guarantee their bitch asses are going to be complaining a year from now, like, oh they man, will. these bolt action rifles are so lame. I I want the laser guns again. So like, why don't mm-hmm. they just do where like they have three studios and then like one we'll call it like Call of Duty if or Call of Duty like yeah, like Call of Duty if actually sounds pretty cool. Like and mm-hmm. it's like the alternate universe where like you have the man in the high castle and then you have the hyper accurate World War One, World War Two. And then mm. you have you have the future. So like once every three years, you'll have the game you want, but you'll still have Call of Duty. Like, you know what I mean? And then that mm. would that would that would reduce fatigue. You could still work on gameplay mechanics that are different with each studio. And then like for example, if you want a good narrative story, then you would have Call of Duty. If if you want cool future tech stuff, then you have the future Call of Duty. But if you want something, mm. if you want boots in the ground, then you'll have like the normal. You'll just have to wait for the next version. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, the the reason I think they would they wouldn't do do that is because like you gave like the Netflix argument last week of why they would make a uh, uh, Thirteen Reasons Why sequel, and it's because like 
things are it's based off money, the algorithms yeah. and like yeah. numbers and stuff like that. And I think their reasoning would be like they're going to make what they can sell the most of. And up to this point, like the trend has been, oh yeah, give them fe- give them the future because that's what they're buying, and give them the future, give them this, give them that. And I think the um, what they're seeing in their trends is that like okay, people are getting fatigued on this future stuff since we've been doing it for the last ten years. Let's go the op- the absolute opposite direction, cut them by their feet, and give them. Uh, give them what they want, uh, mm-hmm. or what they're hungry, what they're hungry for. Since they haven't seen something like this in like the, since like World at War or like Modern Warfare, whatever. And so I, I don't know. I, I honestly, if I had my wish for what Call of Duty should do, I would wish that they just took it, take a year off, and then like, <clears throat> I don't know. Actually, I don't know what I'd want Call of Duty to do because they're in such a good place where like they're the best selling game every year, and they're doing. They have they have a rotation going on going on that works for them like mm. financially even mm-hmm. though like I don't like it but like honestly I don't know if there's anything I could say I I could I don't know if there's anything I could want from them like if I yeah. if I could have my if I could have anything from them it would be for them to stop making games yearly and it would be for them <laughs> to like make game yeah I'd love for them to make games games every four years or every three years yeah so that I could actually like maybe like the GTA style. Yeah, exactly. Like the reason why I want GTA yeah. is because like I don't get GTA. Like yeah. if Call of Duty came out, if Call of Duty came out every four years, I would buy every Call of Duty. Yeah, but, obviously, because like, there's the, there's a huge shortage of like them coming out. Yeah, but like for any other game or any other franchise, that's not a shortage. That's like regular. But yeah. for Call of Duty, like they come out every year, which makes me like, okay, well, I'm not gonna, I'm I don't want to get Call of Duty or I'm tired of Call of Duty. But the thing is, like I've gotten the last three Black Ops games, and so like. I don't know. They're doing. They're doing all right, yeah. and so I can't. I, I don't. I don't know if I could give them any advice other than like, I don't know, be cooler. Stop like okay. being so cheesy. Sometimes I sorry. I didn't like their event. Their event was so lame to me. Okay. So that, that's kind of what I'm referring to. All yeah. right. Well, let's talk about so the next like, thing on the docket. I want to talk about your yeah. my opinions and your opinions on the new the new thing. So let's talk about. It. So yesterday, as of the time we're recording this, uh, Nintendo announced. The Nintendo 2DS XL, which is essentially the XL version of the Nintendo 2DS. Uh, Ian, what are your thoughts on this? Oh, my, oh my God. It's complicated. Know, I'll admit that. because It's dumb. It's dumb. I, there's no there's no way of spinning this any other way. It's dumb. It's, yeah. It does not make I wrote, any sense. I, as soon as I saw they this, have, I wrote an article on it yeah, saying like, that, like, yeah. I, I, I'm just saying it's dumb. So again, I'm not a economist. I'm not super well versed in like how the business side, but but logically it doesn't make sense. And I'm actually going to tell you a story that kind of relates to what I'm talking about now. So my so I'm Jewish, right? Mm-hmm. I promise this will Wait, all you're back Jewish? Together. What? I thought no. you were black, homie. No. I mean, no comment. <laughs> um so so I'm Jewish, right? And in my religion, it says that you shouldn't get a tattoo because there's this whole big thing about how we are borrowing our bodies from God and we need to return them as like with no markings on them that are permanent, right? So mm. my brother last week decides that he wants to get a tattoo and that's caused a lot of like arguing within my family, right? And I asked him, I said, what's the mm-hmm. deal? Why do you want one? And his response was, I'm a grown ass man. I can do what I want. And I said, okay, but logically that doesn't make any sense to me. Because last week you didn't want a tattoo. This week you do. What changed? He's like, yeah, I'm a grown ass man. And I said, again, I need a logical answer. 
And that's kind of how I feel with Nintendo. Like, I'm, I have them by the scruff of their shirt, and I'm like, what are you doing? What's the logic reasoning behind this? And they're like, because I'm a grown-ass company, I can do what I want. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> so you so you have a product that's being sold in the Nintendo uh, NES Classic that is getting sold out every single place that it gets sold. People are, like, running over each other for it. You can't find it. You have a potential money-making outlet there. And then you have the Switch, where there's like not, not there's not no games for it, but there, the game library still isn't where it needs to be, and you're releasing like different colored Switch sides. Like you're not, I, I don't know, that's a whole other thing. Mm-hmm. But then they decide, oh, we're gonna make a new 2DS, a new 2DS. What the fuck is wrong? It does with it. Does, you? it it's a bad decision on mul- like multiple levels, like not even just like one level like, of like, 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 like there's multiple, there's multiple wh- levels to this. Why? That doesn't make any sense. There's not enough new games mm-hmm. coming out for your system for you to put out a whole new version of it. A, B, the 2DS is supposed to be a flat, the cheaper version, the cheapest version, and it's supposed to be not good. That's the whole, or not good is 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 hyperbole but like it's yeah, supposed like to be like it's supposed to be cheap and low cost so you can just get it in a bundle and you can play all the games that you want right it doesn't make sense to release a more expensive version of the 2ds that is just a fucking 3ds it's just a 3ds <laughs> exactly like, they're like today we took the 2ds and we made it foldable i'm like bitch that's the first thing you made that's <laughs> that was the first product you made is it a good looking t- like system yeah it actually looks pretty good but don't dedicate any more resources to the 3ds or the 2ds because guess what the switch is selling in the millions and it's been like what two months or three months or whatever like put Mm -hmm. every single penny of your fucking money to development into making new switch games don't make any more 3ds games it's it's i understand there's a big like audience for that and yeah the 2ds will and 3ds will make you money but put that money into the nes classic and put that money or into the classic series of of production like mm-hmm. and, and i think we were talking about last week that like like oh well, maybe the reason why they're not making any more nes classics is because you know they're tied up with switch production well that's a lie because now they're making 2ds's like a whole new version two colors of the 2ds so it's obvious that their production problem is is non-existent because they're they're used they're wasting production on a fucking system that already exists and by it, making a new yeah. 2DS, they're they're stopping the reduction of the price of the original 3DS, which is only making the, their other products more expensive, which which do, which makes people less motivated to buy them. It's What's weird, man. The fucking point, man. It is so. And the thing is, like, the first oh level for God. me is the fact that like, what what purpose does the 2DS XL serve, like? Because, like, like you said, like the two DS is was made to be like the the cheaper alternative to the three DS. Oh, you have kids that are gonna break things easily. Oh, you want a really cheap three DS? Here's a two DS. And like, I like I, I was I, like I was I was tweeting about it, hating on it, and people were like, okay, well, what if th- this is something for like the hardcore Nintendo fans? So I was like, no, the three DS XL is for the hardcore Nintendo fans, Should, right? Whoever like, said that? Well, this is whoever a che- said that you're wrong. <laughs> and there's like a they're like okay well this is a cheaper alternative to the, to the 3ds xl like fam you can get a 3ds like, XX, xl for 150 right now you can yeah. get a 3ds xl like the like i got mine i think 
at Target like two years, no, four years ago for like a fucking, for like 175 Like, th- that's not a good argument. Yeah. Like, I'm like, dude, what purpose, what purpose does it serve? Like, I was, I, I wrote, I wrote an article last night. As soon as I heard the news, I wrote an article called uh, Nintendo announces the opposite of what you wanted. Uh, kind of spoofing off of like the announcement articles for like the uh, 2DS XL. Uh, and like one of the lines, like, here, I wrote, like, on a random Thursday evening, who would have thought that we would have gotten Nintendo's oddest announcement this month in a few we- a few weeks after the cancellation of the NES Classic? At a lovely one one forty nine ninety nine, the 2DS XL places at a higher price than the regular 2DS, which was more which was the more affordable alternative to the N- Nintendo 3DS, which pretty mu- pretty much sums up how I feel about it. Like, you're making a more expensive version of the cheaper version of what you made for the for the predecessor of the console you just put out like you're like it does the, the more i think about it, like the less the, the less sex sense it, ma- it makes it's weird because like it, it does look cool it look it, like it looks dope like i would buy this and yeah it does look good but that doesn't make it, it a good yeah. product you know what they should have done they should have released hey you know we're moonlighting the 3ds you know here is here is the 3ds bundle and they give you a 3DS with, like, two games or three mm-hmm. games or something as, like, a thank you. Thank you, Nintendo fans, for whatever. And they give you games to play. Or, like, they, they make the eShop cheaper because the eShop is fucking gouging money from people. Like, they're, like Nintendo, fam, stop. There's no reason for this to exist. It's such an interesting choice. Like- interesting is what you say when something is bad. Like when yeah. you eat, when you take a when you look at someone's outfit before they go out and you're like, "Huh, that's interesting." That's just a nice way of saying bad. Yeah, but also like I also mean interesting is in like it's just weird. Like it's it's so it's like if if PlayStation came out and was like, "Hey, we're releasing the I don't know. We're here's this foldable Vita for people to buy." Like I don't know, it just seems so out of left field like isn't the Vita supposed to be dead? Like isn't the, the like I know the 3DS isn't technically dead, but you're phasing it out like it should be. It should at least start to die. I don't like create more excuse of this and thing. And it doesn't. That, like, it doesn't even. Oh my god, I'm so angry about this. It makes me so angry. Nintendo, I should yeah. love you. I live in the country where you, like, your games permeate almost every part of my society. I shouldn't need to be frustrated with you. It doesn't make any sense. Like, like, what data are they getting that tells them? Yeah, you know what we need to do another 3ds. You know what? It's not like we have 17 versions of it, like the 3DS XL, the 3DS, the new 3DS XL, the new 3DS XL LL. Like, yeah. Like, what? What's the fucking point, man? And if I someone knows, had... please, please message me on Twitter. Please email me something because I'm, yeah. I'm on my last rope. I'll, I would like for them. I, I would have liked for them to be like, hey, this is for this purpose. Like, I, 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 I can't remember if they said this with the 2DS, but like, it was pretty clear that the 2DS was for like kids who like if you're buying something for your kid and you don't want them to break it right or yeah, like it looked it, it looked like a fisher price tablet yeah exactly and i can't remember if nintendo explicitly like explicitly said like oh yeah we're making this for this purpose i remember i remember the 2ds announcement being super weird like super weird i remember seeing the 2ds announcement being like is this a joke is this april fools oh no it's not april 1st uh and yeah. this feels almost kind of like i guess this this is a new 2ds announcement so i guess it is exactly like that where i'm like is this are you are are Wait, really? Like, I don't know, man. I don't know, but uh, I, we should probably get to our topic of the week. 
because th- this yes. one I think will also. Now take I'm emotionally time. heated and now I'm ready to go. Yeah, and this one I feel like this this one is going to turn into a debate. So, in our topic of the week this week, uh, comes from the Atlantic. Now I'm going to open their article right here because it's an interesting article. Uh, the article is called "Video Games Without Stories Are Better," or no, sorry, let me rephrase that. Video games are better without stories, and essentially it boils down to the point that film, television, and literature all tell them, all tell stories better, so why are games still obsessed with narrative? And this kind of spawned an argument on Twitter of, like, are video game stories comparable to movies, television, and books? And, like, what can we do with, what can we do with that information? Um... So immediately, like, what's your take on that? Um, so I think that you and I talked about it a bit earlier in the week, but I think that the mediums are similar, but they're not similar enough to make this direct comparison. And mm. the way that I described it is that, Blessing, if you wanted to write a book, if you had time, you could write a book by yourself, you and a Word document. That's it. That's all that's really needed to write a book, you know? Mm-hmm. Maybe an editor, maybe a, maybe a proofreader, maybe an illustrator. But that's what a book that's – what re- that's what's required to make a book, right? But to make a video game is, like, infinitesimally more difficult. Like, you need, you need a sound team. You need – or maybe, maybe like, I'm talking, like, a high-level Call of Duty-esque style game, right? You, mm-hmm. you need a sound team. You need a – like realism team to make sure that there's like a there's the guns and like you need a foley team you need like all this sort of stuff you need you need 3d graphics you need motion capture you need like you need a hundreds of people to work on this game like how many people does it take to work on a gta game oh yeah like <laughs> exactly like exactly yeah. but i'm not i'm and i'm not comparing like the stories of gta to like hamlet or some shit but uh one mm-hmm. second i'm gonna sneeze Oh God, I'm done. Bless you. Oh God. God bless you. Oh God. God bless America. Oh God. I did not have relations with that woman. You good? Um, but anyway, so like I'm and I'm in no way comparing GTA to like Hamlet or something. But I I think that we're we're in a place where we shouldn't need to do that because it's obvious to anyone that knows anything about video games that that they're they're a non-starter. You can't compare video games to traditional story media because of how they're created the process Mm -hmm. by which it's created uh, it's completely different like that's like saying like oh yeah you draw pictures Uh, can you 3d model something for me i mean yeah dude you can you can both look at them on a computer but they're not the same thing in any way i don't know how to use those programs i don't know how to put that together it takes completely different skills you know and Mm -hmm. like i agree that like yeah, video games sometimes have scripts there, and sometimes there are traditional narratives. But when you're reading a book, that book is a guided experience that you have literally almost no control over. Because, I mean, unless you're reading like a a choose your own adventure book or whatever. But video games, their entire like the entire reason they exist is because of choice and because of navigating a 3D space and like problem solving and and like it it takes a completely different part of your brain, you know. Mm-hmm. Like there's so, a, there's a level of interactivity that you don't get in books or movies that you do get in games, and I feel like that's one of the reasons why movie or sorry games have the ability to ascend to a higher level than than TV and and movies and and books. Mm-hmm. But I don't I don't think we should compare them. That's that's like my nice. my hot essentially take. saying like apples to or- oranges. Yeah, that's exactly what I said. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, nice. It doesn't make any sense. It's it, you're you're only you're only 
or sorry. So <clears throat> to me, you seem foolish because <clears throat> you seem, it seems like you don't understand how video games are made. If you're making the argument that they can even be compared. And like, mm-hmm. for example, we have friends on like Twitter who were like, yeah, well, it's obvious the books are better. Yeah. It's obvious the games are better. But in my opinion, yeah, if you wrote the script out of a video game and you wrote the script out of a book, obviously a book is going to be better because a book's only tool is the written medium. So mm-hmm. obviously, word for word, it's going to be better. Like, but then again, the video game space lives with different parameters, lives with different tools. You know what I mean? Like, even when we mm-hmm. talk about like a comic book to a TV show, like the comparisons, there, there are so many different things that a TV show has to do to be entertaining than a book does to, to be entertaining or a comic book has to be entertaining. So it feels un it doesn't feel good to compare the two because they're living on completely different platforms. Even if like, if we're just going by word for word, books are better, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I can, compl- I, I, I think you're completely right. And uh, for me, so last night, actually, I spent last night writing a script for a video I want to put up put up um, on this very topic, uh, because this is actually like the idea of video game stories actually like very much fascinates me, and it actually like it, I have some kind of a passion for it for some reason. I don't know why, but like the, the I get very fired up about video game stories and the, and the capability for video game stories, and like I do the the argument that like I, I think you're right in the terms that like they can't be comparable like they're very different mediums that require very different things and like a storybook and i wrote this in, in my piece that like a book is very straightforward right you have words to a page and that's kind of like your only um that's the, the writer specific method of delivering that information is through words on a page and that i i think that gives specific perks and benefits such as like a writer is able to get their clear message across like it's not you're not um held back by like the visual aspects of it you're not held back by production you're not held back by anything essentially like what you say is what you get and as a reader Mm -hmm. as i'm reading this like what i get from a book is what i get in the story and i'm as a reader i'm allowed to use my imagination to fill in the gaps and so like i don't know how uh this guy looks in the kite runner and so like i met like i use my imagination and what the what the narrator has given me and it said like okay this person with brown skin long hair whatever whatever i'm i'm able to, t- to take that and, and picture it in my brain i think that's a benefit for for books um and movies and tv have their own benefits right like movies have the benefit of having high production a, value a, like high production value but not even that like the ability to visualize a story like you're able you're in a book you're not able to like watch anything right you're not able to like see something happen in a movie in a in tv shows you're able to like see things happen you're able to like see uh han uh die in like this pit of flames right or you're able to like watch um this kid in 13 reasons why i fall off his bike for the fifth fifth time like i'm able to, i'm able to see these things and understand this this um story as like as it's showed shown to me and i think the thing about about games right like in my video i took i or in my script i've touched on three specific things right and this might change by the time i make it a video but so far i I touched on three specific things about games that i think games do uniquely from television or books or movies um one of these things being choice and this is like the very obvious thing right is 
in books you're not giving you're not able to 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 give the reader choice in fact the reader isn't able to embody the the life of a protagonist or embody like the a a character within that story right in games where you're a a player is able to to embody a character and also like have choices in how that story plays out so like i'm about to give i'm about to give spoilers for season one of walking have you played season one walking dead yes i think so so like um skip forward three minutes we don't want to hear spoilers for for walking dead so like in walking dead season one right there is in episode three i think there is a scene where like one of these kids named ducky uh he's like bitten by a walker and his father is there um actually i think it's you and his father are like there alone with him in the woods after you like you see he's he's gotten bit I, i it's been forever since i played so i could be like making certain things up but like I think you're given the choice of whether you want to kill Ducky or you want to allow his father to kill Ducky. And you have to yet. I think choices like that add a lot more weight than you're able to get from a book or a movie. And like, uh, there's an, the ending of walking dead, even like the walking dead ends with you as a character dying and you have to decide whether or not you're going to have, this character this character that you've grown with throughout the story put a bullet in your head or like whether you you're going to want you whether you want them to like go away and allow you to like turn into a zombie like choices like that like there's choices like that in books and in movies and stuff but they don't allow you to make that choice and they and i think there's a different weight given there like there, there are moments where playing games, I feel guilt, like personal guilt, while playing a game that I can never get from a book or a, or a movie because yeah, and you have personal movie, responsibility I, in what happens to the character because you're the one committing atrocities yeah. or you're the one doing these things, you know exactly. And that's not even to say that like this is something that actually I th- I think this specific thing is, is something that games do better than books or movies, but that doesn't necessarily mean that the medium is better. This just that just means that this medium has, has the ability to allow you to do uh, that certain thing. Right. And then there's the idea of like pacing, right? Where like movies have have a specific pacing, right? This movie's two hours, this thing happens, this thing happens, and this thing happens, right? A book has pacing, right? Page one, this happens, page two, this happens, and you're reading it. And like you can read things slower, but things happen as they happen. In games, right? Like we both played Zelda. In Zelda Breath of the Wild, like the pacing is totally on the player because like you can go, you can approach the story from any direction you want. Um, You can decide to like end the story like 10 hours in by like going straight to the to straight uh to the end objective you can draw the story out 120 hours by like experiencing all these mini stories within the story you have choice in wit in how you want to experience that story and also to add to that like there's storytelling going on in the environment like in boot in books and movies right you're not allowed to explore yourself right in in movies you can see like an environment but like there's camera direction there's specific scripted moments showing the the viewer exactly what the director wants the the viewer to see in the book the book is explaining things to you and you could use your mind to like fill in gaps and have exploration that way but in games like you have the specific space that has been created for you the specific environment and you have to explore that environment um Mm. and you're you're allowed to explore that environment and stories are told through the environment In, in bioshock you have like words written on walls uh with like blood saying that like I don't know what the, the help me or something like that, right? And that tells a specific story, and you're a, as a player, you're able to look at that yourself, right? You're able to like mm. 
control your character and look under tables look everywhere and, and see the story that each individual element of that environment is telling um and so like i i i i understand the idea of people saying that like oh yeah well books are obviously better because like they're more seasoned and i think that's i think that's where that sentiment comes from is the fact that books have been around since humans have been able to write right movies have been around and i think for, like, and i think that sentiment is accurate actually yeah and i think i think it's accurate too and like movies have been around for like the last like over a hundred years, right? And mm. video games are relatively a new thing. And so, if you're to take, if you're be like, okay, I'm going to take the best stories and books, the best stories and movies, and the best stories and games and compare them. Obviously, like the best books are going to beat the best movies, which are going to beat the best games. But mm. I do think that like a million years from now, right? If video games are still a thing, I still I think I I think you could compare the best video games at that time to the best literature of that time. Like I think each of each individual medium has the strengths and how they play how um the products of that medium play to their strengths and i think that video games i think right now uh i don't know if i would say video games take full advantage of their capabilities i think there are moments where they do like the example from last of us or like things i like choices that I, i was given in life is strange that like affected the story drastically that gave me like personal guilt because i made the wrong choice right like I think there are moments that I've seen, like a lot of moments I've seen, where games take advantage of the, their capabilities as games that are unique from books and movies to tell the specific stories they're trying to tell. But I think that, like, yeah, overall, like there there are better stories told through movies and books, specifically books, like currently that we have. But that's because like games, I think, are still relatively a young medium, and they haven't gotten the chance to like fully uh, shine in that regard. Yeah, I know it's kind went of like what I forever. No, 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 I completely understand, but, like, that's mm-hmm. kind of, like, what I'm trying to get at is that the medium is too young for us to compare it. And that's what I'm saying is if, yeah, mm-hmm. if we if we wrote out, like, word for word a script of a video game and a word for word a script of a um, – or a, the writing of a movie or a script of, a, of like, a book, yeah, of course, mm-hmm. it wouldn't be the same. It's not comparable because books only have words to tell the story. Exactly. So I don't understand yeah. where this argument even comes from. It's like, oh, yeah, well, games should only be about – but then also saying games should only be about gameplay is also super reductive. Why would you try and remove that? You know, like yeah. games are a, a multi-layered experience. Books yeah. are a, like if books are almost like, like a relationship kind of like, you know, you have this one-on-one experience with this book and then you live that experience out by yourself, you know, but games like even Zelda breath of the wild was a single player game, but it was experienced by so many people at once. And, like, multiplayer games. Do you ever have a multiplayer book? Like, that's not how the medium works. Games have the opportunity to have mm-hmm. these, like, fun, competitive environments. And, like, high-level strategy and stuff. Like, it's they're on a different level. Not yeah. necessarily think- in a good way or a bad way, but they're just on a different... They're, it, they're, they're more complex in terms of their interactability. Yeah. And I would even say, like, multiplayer... Like multiplayer games could uh, even tell a story, right? Like Call of Duty multiplayer, a matching Call of Duty multiplayer, right? The level you play in tells a story of like what happened in that level. Like you yeah. look around, everything's exploded, everything's crazy. That's a story right there that's being told through the level, and yeah. it's not environmental explicit. storytelling. Yeah, environmental storytelling. It's not ex- as explicit as a book, but it's something that a book couldn't do because like you can't walk around a book, like, and I mean, and that's not that's not disparaging books. Books are books do what books do and they're they're good at what they do because like they're they're like the classic medium for storytelling right other other than like verbal but i guess that's the same thing of like it's books and books and words are both like verbal 
Um, but like, yeah, dude, like the um, of Gone Home tells a story, right? And that's and that and that's more expl- and that's more explicit. But like even like uh, games like Overwatch tell a story, and that story is kind of explicit. But even through gameplay and looking around, like I, I don't know, like different different things do different things well. And I think the idea, like Mario, uh, Super Mario, the first Super Mario game, that game tells a story. And like the person who wrote the Atlantic article, who's saying that like games like shouldn't focus on story, shouldn't have story, whatever, like like Super Mario uh, One is like a game that like revolutionized gameplay. And you might not think it has a story, but it has a story. Like you look at those mushroom boxes and think like, okay, where did those come from? You look at the Goombas, be like, be like. Where did those come from? Why is Mario in this place? Like you, there are all these questions that you ask yourself as you're playing this game, and I, I'm, I mean, in my opinion at least, I think that's storytelling. But like, I mean, I think people might disagree. But like, that's all. I think that's also like an example of environmental storytelling of like you're walking through this place, you go into the, you go into this, uh, pipe, you go into this underground world, and you're trying, you're trying to save this princess, and you, there's all these weird things happening, but there's a story there that's being told it's not an explicit story it's not like very detailed story it's not even like a great story to be honest but it's still like a story being told in a a way that's exclusive um Mm. to video games and so that's my whole argument with it yeah we didn't disagree at all we just completely agree the entire time yeah we i i I thought this was gonna be a debate we honestly said said the same thing in in different ways why 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 is it whenever people like at traditional like magazines or art like article producers that aren't video game magazines why does it always sound like video games should stop being made like why does it always sound like they like hate video games like why like are we ever going to get a get to a point in our popular media where people are like yeah video games are they're they're a good piece of art that can be appreciated i don't know man people just like hating maybe people i think people it's the thing of people look at video games and they look down on them because they think they're better than that which I think like it, very, I think like, it might be I think it might be a jealousy thing because now now homies mm-hmm. are are streaming on Twitch and making like three mil a year like you know what I mean like you know what I mean that mm-hmm. that's I feel like it's very much an older generation newer generation thing I feel it like once that. our generation has kids I feel like it'll be a more like, like yeah you're you're gonna play video games all right just make sure you do your homework see you later have fun bye you know like it won't be a big deal like my yeah. my parents shit on video games all the time and like I feel like it's just more of a thing that they don't understand it and yet this is coming from the same like, and like, yet my mom saw my video about um, Persona and was like, "I loved your video about Persona. What is a Persona?" And I'm like, "All right, mom, mm-hmm. you shit on me for years about video games, and now you're like complimenting me and asking about them. Like, you know, it's, it seems like a strange change. But anyway, yeah, dude, I think you're, I think you're completely right. I think, I think it's a thing of if you ask somebody who's not familiar with video games, what do you, what is your perception of video games? Like back in the day, they would have been like, "Oh yeah, Super Mario," or like, "Oh yeah, Pokemon." But now I think people were like. Oh, it's that people like watch other people play games on the internet. That's kind of weird. Or like, oh, it's like the stuff people spend. People like play what League of Legends for like five days without getting up. Yeah, and like, I think I think when people think of video games, they think of all like that kind of like the weird aspects of it that like art do exist, right? Like mm. micro people whales and microtransactions and like people spending like a million dollars on on mobile games is a thing, but. I think that's yeah. I I think there's an understanding that needs to be had by people, and people need to like approach uh, something they don't understand with more understanding rather than like being immediately like 
immediately attacking it or whatever. Man, I think it's time for us to get into questions. And so, um, remember, if you want to ask a question, you can tweet um, either probably me or Ian, actually. I'm sure Ian would add these to the doc if yeah. they're ever tweeted at Ian. Isn't that right, Ian? Yes, I would. Yeah. I don't know why I asked like that, but yeah. Uh, or you can even tweet uh, at OKBeastNow. Make sure you use the hashtag at, uh, no, the hashtag OKBP. I had to think about that for a second. Or you can make a comment um, on OKBeast.com under the podcast post to ask questions like Paul Warren did. I'm about to skip down. So Paul Warren asks three different questions. I want to choose one. Ian, I'm going to have you choose one, whichever one seems seems best to you. From Paul Warren, from the homie Paul Warren. Yeah. Let's see. They're, these are they're longer. So if you want to take your time, you can go ahead and I can ask a different question in the meantime. Go for it. Ask want. another question and I'll choose. All right. So <clears throat> Alex Van Aken says, talk about Mario Mart. And I think he meant to say Mario Kart, but he didn't. So we're going to talk about Mario Mart. What kind of things do you think they sell at Mario Mart, Ian? Uh, I think they sell mushrooms. I think that's they easy. sell yeah, guns. Guns? Why they does Mario guns. buy a gun to like shoot Bowser? Because he's on a 2D plane, so it wouldn't really work that well. And like, there's so and bullet bills are sentient, so like, it'd be pretty oh, strange yeah, that's true. to shoot out of a gun. Oh, yeah. that's a good point. He would shoot a bullet bill, and it'd come right back at him. He'd be like, "Oh, you're right here. I'm just gonna turn around and just like murder you." Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, who shot Jr. at Jr. Oliver asks, "Have you beaten Near yet? Why didn't you answer? Why? Why you're?" Oh no, okay. That I thought I thought he messed up grammar wise. He didn't. Why didn't you answer why you're effing up so badly last week? Keep up the great work, sir. Um I've beaten the first playthrough of Nier. I think I said that last week. Um I am a bit through the second playthrough. It's interesting. I I don't know how I feel about this about it yet. Um I feel like I still have stuff that, that needs to be revealed to me regarding the story, but I like my first playthrough. I thought it was cool. I thought it was really fun. It's my it's my second game of the year behind Zelda so far. Um, but yeah, the story is really in- interesting. The first gameplay, the first I mean, the first playthrough, had me a bit confused t- towards the end of it. But I think that was purposeful. Like I think that's what they're trying to do. And at the point I'm at in the in my second playthrough right now, I'm still confused and <laughs> I'm kind of rushing yeah. through it because I've seen everything before. Um, Ian, what question did you choose from Paul Warren? I chose the last question. Nice. Do you want to read it? Yeah. So, Paul Warren's question goes like this. I'm still hyped that Dragon Quest Eleven kind of got made three times. Since it will be out on PS4 and also 3DS, it can be played in modern graphics, Nino Kuni style, or 3DS graphics, or SNES style graphics. Are there any other games that you would want to have that treatment, Final Fantasy XV in PS1 style, or Breath of the Wild in NES style? And I think that just in general, this concept is super interesting, and I I don't necessarily have one game off the top of my head that I would like in this style, but like if you name any video game that's been around for a long time, I feel like that'd be a cool way of looking at it. Like Imagine Pokemon, like Pokemon Stars is like a PS or a, a Nintendo Switch game, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like fully realized 3d graphics beautiful looking or like what if yeah i feel like this works for almost any rpg but i can't think of any other genre that this would work with i think this would i think man that's that's an interesting one like i I think he already took my answer of like zelda 
but Zelda, I feel like Zelda almost kind of did this in a sense where, well, maybe not really, but um, in the Link Between Worlds game, it goes from like you're playing a Link to the Past style game, um, but like the gimmick in that one is like you can like flat plane onto walls and like like a like a painting in order to like solve puzzles. And I feel mm-hmm. like a concept like a concept similar to that where you are you're traveling like a 3D plane. So say like what game have I been playing recently? Um what's a game with a lot of shooting? Say Titanfall. Actually Titanfall is a perfect example. Say like I'm playing I'm playing Titanfall and I'm like making my way through like these first person shooter kind of things and then like I, I get to a part that's too hard and I'm like I can't do this and so I press select whatever and then it turns into a side scrolling contra kind of kind of thing in a titan and like mm, it, i can like, start playing cool. it that way yeah that would be super cool near near automata kind of does this except like it doesn't take like the same game and then turn it to like the the older version right in near automata what it does is like the hacking mini games turn into like shoot 'em ups and there are aspects of that game that are just like straight up just like 2d shoot 'em ups which is which are interesting hmm. but yeah Nice. I really like that question. I'm glad you chose that one. That was interesting. Well, thank you. Nice. Well, this has been the OKVs podcast. Uh, remember, you can find Ian on Twitter at o- at Ian Why Not. At you can OK find me Ian. on Twitter at OK Ian. Dude, that would be a dope, actually, kind of uh, Twitter handle. You should, you should look in. I'm pretty sure that's actually already taken. But yeah, you can find Ian, Ian at Ian Why Not. You can find me at Blessing Jr. Remember that the OKVs podcast is a gaming and nerd culture-centric show where a couple of friends come together and talk about what's going on in our world we are the official podcast of okbeast.com if you like the show remember subscribe to us on your streaming service of choice visit okbeast.com and follow at okbeast now on twitter i've been blessing that has been ian ian say bye to the people see you bye